So, uh, are you ready for this? Are you ready? I said, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Good, because we're going to talk about Kronos. And other stuff. But mostly Kronos. Which is the first movie to come from director by the name of Guillermo del Toro. Mwah. 1993, this movie was made mm -hmm. at a budget of $2 million. Unfortunately, the box office was $621,392. So this is a bomb. Mm -hmm. But every single critic that watched this movie had stated this should have had a wider release. Oh, yeah. It bombed because the release was limited. It should have had a wider release because... Spoilers. This movie is fucking awesome. So good. If you're a vampire fan and you have not watched this movie, you have to watch this movie. Even though you could argue that technically they're not vampires in this movie. Yeah. You could argue that. And I would accept that argument. But I would also say... You're wrong. Yes, that's your opinion. But your opinion is wrong because this is a vampire movie. Yeah. Or at least a vampire-adjacent movie. Even if you're but, a fan of weird bugs that ride around in jewelry. Oh, actually, especially. Especially. Check it out. Yeah. Especially if you're one of those. <laughs> okay? Uh, so, director, like I said, but also writer, Guillermo del Toro. Mm -hmm. So he did mm -hmm. double duty here. The cast is predominantly Mexican. Oh, well, I guess so. Which means you get uh, about five minutes of Chris Butchery names. Let's do it! Well, let's see. We've got Jesus Green, who is played by Frederico Lupi. Mm. We've got uh, Angel Del Guardia, played by, shockingly, Ron Perlman. I saw him, and I was like... <laughs> Of course he's in a Guillermo del Toro yeah. movie. Like, did, yeah. is they, this a joke? They started right from day one. You know, and then I was like, well, it's like Raimi and Bruce Campbell. So yeah. keep up the good work, right guys. Okay, then we've got uh, Dieter de la Guardia, played by Claudio Brook. So far, not so bad with the names. That's not bad. Yeah, we've got Aurora Grease, uh, Tamara Shaneff, Mercedes Grease, Margarita Isabel. Oh, Margarita. My favorite character, because he's in the uh, sequel, Tito the Coroner. It's not a direct sequel, but, but he's in it. <laughs> no one else, even Guillermo del Toro, didn't touch it. And I read uh, the Wikipedia on it, and I was like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. It's, it doesn't sound like it. It sounds less like a sequel, and not even a spiritual successor. It just seems like it's just in the same city. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least later the, on that the night. same area that Tito the Coroner has. But anyway, so Tito the Coroner, Danielle Jimenez Gacho. Then we have Gacho. the Alchemist, Mario Ivan Martinez, mm. Manuelito, I don't know who this guy is, Fornesio de Bernal, and the narrator, Jorge Martinez de Hoyos. I feel like you did really well. I feel like I did too because these it's, aren't it's, Japanese or Korean. Yeah, names. yeah, Korean names okay, are cool. Cool, ah. cool, cool. So the story is Jesus is an antique store owner and finds a mechanical device in a statue 
created by the alchemist that will allow him to live forever, mm. but he must, A, give blood and eventually consume blood. So no vampire bites or anything like that, but, you know, like I said, vampire adjacent. Yeah. Vampire adjacent. Yeah. So um, one of the things that I really, right out of the gates, liked is the fact that this is a very different take on vampirism. Oh, yeah. Pretty you know, different take. Like, there's no no count, no no direct lineage to anything. It's not even a vampire bite. Mm -hmm. It's just the alchemist either created this thing, somehow came across it, yep. realized that this fucking jewel that you hold in your hand, and at some point it grasps, or it clasps itself on you, and you can put it wherever. They start off with the hand, mm -hmm. and then a little needle goes in, and we find out, like at the beginning, that there's an insect inside, which may or may not be a god, and it consumes blood. It needs to, but it also bestows, bestows upon you, uh, well, you can't die. Yeah. So if you do, you come back, uh, and eventually, disgustingly, I might add, you end up getting porcelain skin underneath a disgustingly large layer of your skin. Like, yeah. you have to. So, but yeah, but you, you know, you get all the trappings of being a vampire. You become more youthful. You can't go out during the day. Yep. You know, um, and then you have to consume blood. And, uh, and the other thing I liked was, uh, and there was a couple of movies in our vampire stuff that did this, but they treated the, uh, the vampirism like, like a junkie. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, it wasn't you just, like, it. it wasn't a dignified, like, well, you know, I just, like, go out and I pick a rapist and I kill him. It mm -hmm. was just, like, like, uh, well, even just the, uh, the fact where, like, uh, late at night, like, when he starts actually getting to the point where he's like, fuck it, I'm just gonna use it, and he puts it on his chest. Yeah. Like, the whole scene is treated like he's in the bathroom. 100%. Tightening it up. Getting the vein ready, you know, because he's like in secret, and he's just like, oh, and then he's just like, and then he's like, oh, like just getting off on it because, mm -hmm. you know, like he's getting that feeling again, right? Yep. So he's, he's fucking taking the hit, which I was really, really surprised by. There was nothing uh, romantic about being a vampire. No. You know, no. and almost every single one of the movies that we are, we've reviewed for this. That's how they treated it. I was very surprised by this. I was I was just taken aback. And also, like, how quickly uh, Jesus goes from, like, I can't consume blood. Right. To immediately being, like, I'm going to lick it off the floor. He was literally, like, Geppetto. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then just, like, what the fuck happened to Geppetto? He had that one <laughs> sequence where he was just, like, holy fuck, like, that's weird. And then he's, like, don't touch this to his granddaughter. He's, like, don't touch this. Stay away from this. And then, like, the next day, he's like, oh, I'm looking a little bit younger. Yeah, I feel Fucking good. right here. I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is awesome. Oh, you know, and he's, like, like in the bathroom, and they're like, hey, so we're going to leave. And she's like, yeah, I just got to clean up in here. And I'm like, how fucking long was he in there for? And yeah. Like, you know, and it's straight up like a junkie move where they're like, oh, well, you know, Ken's in the bathroom again. Yeah. You know what he's doing. Taking a massive dump. Yep. Mm -hmm. Totally not. And taking another hit, you know, but it's just like, fuck, this is crazy. 
crazy shit the way they did it. The other part that I thought was really cool was how the granddaughter was helping her grandfather. Yes. And it felt like we had like a familiar in the making or like a, a Renfield, you know, the human helper mm -hmm. that will help their vampire master. But it was weird because like he was doing some pretty fucking weird shit and and it just didn't matter to her because it was her grandpa. Exactly. Like, there was no, like, hey, yeah. grandpa's acting like kind of a fucking asshole, and I think he's going to kill somebody. No, it was just like, I'm here for you. Yeah. I got if you. If you need to kill someone, I will help you. I will do the best I can mm -hmm. because I'm a fucking child. Yeah. And even though you're bringing Marie around in, like, some really weird places, like, like when he brings her to <laughs> Dieter, <laughs> you know, and I was yeah. like, and he slides her into the hole like, and then walks in the door. And I was like, why did you just, you stuck a granddaughter Why wouldn't you just leave her at home? Yeah. She doesn't need to be a part of that. But that was the other thing I, I thought was really cool was like, like, to backtrack a bit, like, the fact that he got that statue on accident. Like, he shouldn't have got that statue, mm -hmm. but immediately knew there was a false bottom. Yep. You know, and the whole time Dieter LaGuardia, which... Reminded me of uh, Hannibal with Gary Oldman's character. Oh yeah, okay, you know? yeah. Um, and for no reason, like they're but other than like they're kind of playing similar characters, like they're super rich, they're end of their life, yeah. They're trying to look for something, right? Uh, but he looked that was his cure. Like his, he was gonna get over this disease because of this like he knew all about the alchemist and he knew like he even told him he's like dude you've got new skin underneath you just have to rip the old one off him yeah you know and he wanted that and, and fucking poor angel his not even his son <laughs> no his fucking nephew and he's just like beating him because yeah. like his whole existence is tied to getting this and then so he can get his inheritance which when you think about it is dumb because it's like well if this guy's gonna live forever you're not getting inheritance. You're getting shit. <laughs> like, you're literally getting fucked all. You should probably just try to kill the guy. You know? And that was awesome when he did. Yeah. Stepped on his fucking throat. I was like, oh, yes! You know? So good. You know, but then, of course, he had to die. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But you get that whole, like, great chase sequence beforehand. And, like... It was dis I was disappointed that he died, though. Me too. Because, like, like I'm not saying Angel was a good dude, okay? Yeah. He was a shitty guy. But all he wanted was that fucking money so he could live his life. Yeah. You know, and it's Ron Perlman. It's really hard to He was to like literally living in a closet. Yeah. He was in a closet in like a boiler room. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, poor dude. Well, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> literally that plot with Dieter and Angel was crazy. I felt bad that Angel died. <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to have a good happy ending, but fuck, man. But other than that, the ending was fucking crazy. I thought the ending was awesome. Yeah. You know, destroys it, and then basically it's just like, we're going to wait for the sun to come up and see what happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm either going to live or die. And I like that they left it ambiguous, too. This did not become my favorite vampire movie, but it is in my top five. Yeah, of all time. It is so fucking good. Like, uh... There's not, like, aside, I mean, aside from the fact that he took his granddaughter to places that he shouldn't have, mm -hmm. and did a couple of things in front of her that he definitely shouldn't have, <laughs> which is a direction and a writing thing, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, this fucking movie was awesome. I uh, was completely engrossed by this movie. Yeah. 
but what I liked was that, like, there was a dinginess to, like, even in, like, the, the party, uh, in the bathroom scene, mm -hmm. although I thought it was funny that, like, dudes walk in, and they see a guy on the floor, licking the floor, first response is, let's kick the fuck out of him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they do things different than around there. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Dude, are you are you okay? No, let's fuck him up. No, it, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. I walk in. Here's me walking in. Somebody licking blood on the floor. I'm in the wrong bathroom. Yeah, I'm not. I oh, can't. You know, I got I got a little ladies. No, nope. then I walk in and I go. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but some guy's licking blood on the floor. Yeah. But they go. They go. Oh yeah. <laughs> He wakes up in the fucking hospital. And I was like, what a weird thing, too. Because I'm like, how do you explain that to your wife? Like, what the fuck happened to you? Yeah. Oh, these guys jumped me. Why? I don't know. Yeah, they didn't. Uh, I have they no didn't... idea what to tell you. But. Uh... They were vegans. <laughs> <laughs> or, or what they were is that they were. They found out he drove a car that said, uh, was run on oil and yes, gas. Yes. And they were furious. Infuriated. They said, we're, we're like 20 years, 30 years away from throwing like tomato soup on paintings mm. because of oil. Mm. But uh, we'll just kick the fuck out of this Yeah, guy. we'll get the fuck out of Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it was fucked. <laughs> it was fucked. And then like, I do like, I thought it was crazy that he died. Like full on dead. And then he... <laughs> calls his wife. Like, granted, it's sweet. The first thing he does is go, yeah, I'm not actually dead. <laughs> <laughs> but it's even more fucked that she's like, so when are you coming home? Yeah. <laughs> I chuckled at that part. I was like, that's this legit funny. Yeah. You know, and then he goes to his house and it's like, nothing weird at all that your husband died and he always in your house. Yeah. Probably smells like he's dead. <laughs> you know? And even, like, I mean, the visual, like, when he's ripping parts of it off, like I said, like, it's a chunk. It's not just, like, yeah, you can see the actual how much fucking flesh and muscle he had to to get to the porcelain skin. And then it's jarring. Like, I was just like, oh, man. And that's the other thing that I thought was really cool was, like, again, we're looking at a different take of vampires. They're not gorgeous, beautiful-looking things. No. They're fucking freaky weirdos that you wouldn't be like gross yeah you yeah. like you wouldn't be sitting there like there would be none of this like edward and what's her face yeah uh, they're from... they're literally a corpse yeah you're talking to a corpse and like but even with the porcelain skin you're it's fucking weird looking mm -hmm. like it's jarring i was wow really cool that they went that yeah room. it was really neat it had that oh. uh, phantom of the opera look to it eh? yeah yeah like i was just oh man and i mean like it's, it's weird, like, the visuals for me is so, like, small, because it's not like there's shots that really stand out that I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, yeah. Or, like, the cinematography is just mind-blowing. And yet, I couldn't look away. You know? Like, mm -hmm. it was too... But, I mean, it is Guillermo del Toro. Oh, yeah. In his first, like, director role, and it's just like, holy shit. Like, it's, the guy's eye is incredible. Like, it's so easy to fun. see why he got, like... Well, he did mimic after this, but why he got to Blade Two? Yeah, you know, and the Hellboy stuff. And Hellboy, especially Hellboy Two, like the first Hellboy, I love. I think it's awesome. Um, second, I it's seconds 
trumps it. Yeah, like possible. you know, it's like the second just, is or the first is awesome, but the second that's the is thing. Just, like it's just but like leaps and bounds better. Yeah, it's awesome. And I love that they 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 sat there and said, "Yeah, we're gonna let you decide this world. Yeah, you don't have to go and poach like do shot for shot remakes of McNoll's work. Yeah, you decide how you want this to look." Which was the thing with the first movie. He was playing closer to the source material yeah. there. Hellboy 2, that's a Del Toro movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. But I, but know. that's the thing that I like. Like, I also love that Mignola was just like, well, fucking, just fucking do it. Because like, he gets it that it's like a different medium. So you mm -hmm. can do different things. And yeah. Second one's like, oh, so fucking good. Oh, yeah. So fucking good. Oof. Hold um, on, hold on. So fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> but yeah, like I just uh, and the cast, like, and do what else you got for visuals? You have anything else? Oh, uh, visuals I got. I mean, like the the fact that it was made in what ninety three? Yeah, ninety three. Ninety three. They probably shot in ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. With a very limited budget, and I'm sure just like hardly any crew. It's a fucking amazing looking film for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like. I like I said uh, at the beginning of this. I was glad that <clears throat> the critics were all saying this should have been a bigger release. Yeah, it is criminal 100%. that this bombed because it's so fucking good. And you can say that pretty much about any one of the movies we're going to talk about during this whole foreign vampire yeah marathon that yeah. we did. Very much so. Very much. Is so. that they all underperformed, but they should have all done oh, yeah. way better than they did. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The actors, uh, I'm familiar with zero of them. Or sorry, one of them. <laughs> just, just, just that one. one. Just that one. But it's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, even, like, the the granddaughter, who's young, did a really good job of conveying a weirdness to her, mm -hmm. while at the same time being a kid, while at the same time being concerned about her grandfather, but also being weirdly ambivalent, you know, to yeah. all the shit that's going on. Like, just... She was actually more of a standout, and she didn't say much. No, she was. But she did so much with when it comes, just acting her, yeah. like, with her physicality. Like, ah, oh, man. When it but, comes to working with children, like, Del Toro gets it. Like, yeah, yeah, Like, like Mimic, right? Devil's Backbone, uh, oh, see that Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth. Like, he works with children all the time. His new Pinocchio coming out. I, I know. Holy shit. I didn't even realize oh, it stopped motion. Oh, Yeah. I saw the took, like the poster. Took One thousand days to do. I saw the poster. I was like, "Whoa, that looks crazy!" Yeah. And then when I found it was stop motion, I was like, "Oh, you sons of bitches!" You've been working on it for you eighteen years. Sons of bitches, you got me. Yeah, you got me. Yeah. Oh man. It's but uh, yeah, like I can't say anything other than they were just awesome. Every, like chemistry through the roof mm -hmm. on like everybody. Yep. Everybody, even the chemistry between uh, uncle and nephew really good like you can feel how much he fucking hates his uncle oh yeah and you can feel how much Dieter hates his fucking nephew but he has no one else that's willing to do this crazy insane thing for him mm -hmm. you know but fuck so good so good and and then uh well Jesus like the entire movie hinged on him and he's a fantastic actor and so good like to be able to convey you know, a good man mm -hmm. accidentally comes across this thing and then is immediately infected by it. Yep. And then is trying his best to not, like, trying not to be this horrible person and then realizes, nah, fuck it, I'm going to do it. And then starts backtracking 
to the point where, like I said, when you get to the ending where it's just like, we'll just have to see what happens. You're yeah. like, holy shit. Wow. Like, fuck, man. So good. So good. So good. Yeah. I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't really, oh, man. It is insane that this is his first film. Yeah. The confidence. We've talked about this before. When a director has confidence, you can tell. Mm -hmm. You can tell right away. You can also tell when they don't have confidence. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. The way, like, the confidence in which the story itself and how it is presented was phenomenal. Yeah. He I mean, knew what he wanted to convey, and he managed to do that with the budget that he was able to get. And, like I said right at the beginning, there's nothing, like, aside from the little, like, weird things that they did with the mm -hmm. daughter, the, just the things that she was able to see and the stuff you knew she was going to do, that part there aside, I wouldn't remove it, though. Yeah. I, like, I can't because it's still part of the story. So it's like, you know, you, would you cut this? Would you? No. I wouldn't no, fucking it, touch it, this. That's the story. I, I mean, wouldn't like, fucking touch this. And you're right. There's so much confidence in the work here. And and that's just like, it's that group of directors from that time, right? That late 80s to early 90s, right? We got Del Toro. We got Tarantino and Rodriguez wow. and Linklater and, and yeah. Raimi. Yeah. Like, Kevin Smith, like they all came in at the same time. They knew what they wanted. Yeah. And they did what they could to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and again, like Kevin Smith, you watch Clerk, Clerks, there's nothing but confidence in that movie. Oh, 100%. And which is ridiculous because it's a fucking like indie black and white yeah. movie with nobody. Just people standing around talking. Yeah. That's... It's a talking movie. Yeah. Nothing really happens ever. And it's, and the conversations, are fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know? fucked. I learned what a snowball is. <laughs> you guys that watch the movie know. The ones that don't, watch the movie. <laughs> but yeah, like, fuck, man. So like I said, like overall for me, like unless you got more to add for the director. No, I don't got, no, I mean, it's Del Toro. I, yeah. And, and like, being first Del Toro, like watching this, fuck, if I, if I would have watched this in '93 when it came out, I would be like, I'm watching everything this guy does. For the rest exactly, of my life. exactly. Fortunately, I didn't get introduced to him until like well, I might have watched Mimic before Blade Two, but I didn't really. I watched I Mimic before. I Blade didn't II, really, but I didn't pay attention to yeah. him until Blade. It II. was just movie looked cool. Yeah. Uh, watched the movie. It was awesome, but it wasn't like it was awesome because of that guy. Mm -hmm. You know. You return to it because of Blade 2. Yeah. Because you're like, holy shit, Blade 2 is awesome. That kid's so fucking good. And then you're like, oh yeah, that's right, Mimic. And then you watch Mimic and you're like, yeah, now, yeah. I, now I get it. Now I get it. Now I totally get it. Mimic is fucked. And then you're like, <laughs> how about I just watch everything that you make? Although I, I've said that, and I, there's a few that I've missed. Like Crimson Peak I didn't watch. Oh, it's so Which I should have. I don't so know why I didn't. So fucking good. But, uh, but no, like it was, it was Pacific Rim, but Pacific Rim came out, was coming out and I was watching all the behind the scenes stuff with Del Toro and everything. I was just like, I just, I love this guy's mind. Yeah. And it made me go back and watch his other stuff again and, and just be like, holy fuck. Like this guy. I was forgetting the Pacific Rim genius. too. He's a genius. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so overall, like I said, this is like, it's in the top five for me. So yeah. Chronos. Oh my God. It's just, I mean, even... Just, even if you're not a fan of vampire movies, I still think you should check this out. Yeah. It's, I don't classify this as a horror movie, um, but it is a very, 
it's a it's more of a suspenseful suspenseful thriller type movie mm -hmm. but with like heavy character work on this yeah like this is it's a character study it really is yeah but it's so good like it's so good it's very propulsive without forcing anything on you but wow i just oh no i can't say enough things about it definitely it's absolutely awesome <laughs>